is coming up now on Established in the Faith. Our response and our attitude toward these open doors, that is the thermal imaging, the thermometer, if you will, that God is using to measure our spiritual temperature for the open door of the rapture. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Freewill Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. We're going to be coming to you from one of our drive-in church services that we're now having here at the church because of the coronavirus situation. The Spirit of God is moving in these services People are being blessed, and we hope that you'll stay right there with us for the next 30 minutes and be blessed as well. Well, we're going to go on into this song now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you.
Praise God. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed the music and singing that we've had here on the program for the past few weeks. I know a lot of you are stuck at home away from church right now because of the coronavirus, and it's just our way of bringing church to you for the few minutes that we have each week here on the program. And if your church is not having services right now, let me invite you to come on out to Friendship. We're having drive-in services every Sunday morning at 11 o'clock here in the parking lot of the church. You don't have to get out of the car. You just tune your radio to the channel that we're broadcasting on, and you can hear us right over the radio inside the comfort of your own vehicle. We're located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina. Also, our Wednesday night Bible study and prayer meeting is is also drive-in style. We're now studying the book of Revelation and answering any questions that you may have about the book. So come on out and bring your questions and join us Wednesday night if you can. Those services start at 7 o'clock each Wednesday night here at Friendship Church, weather permitting. Again, we're located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina. If you have any questions about our drive-in services, please feel free to give us a call at 252-299-4234. Well, we're going to go on into one of our drive-in messages now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. If you have your Bibles this morning, would you turn with me, please? To the book of Revelation. Revelation chapter 3. Move down to verse 7. Revelation chapter 3. And verse 7. And to the angel of the church of Philadelphia write. These things saith he that is holy. He that is true. He that hath the key of David, he that openeth, and no man shutteth, and shutteth, and no man openeth. I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. For thou hast a little strength, and hast kept my word, and have not denied my name. And I want to stop right there and use for a subject this morning, preaching just a few minutes, the doors that God has opened in these last days. The doors that God has opened in these last days. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. And ask for his help today. Heavenly Father, Lord, I come before your throne of grace today. I thank you, Lord, for this opportunity that I have to stand before these people in this parking lot. I thank you, Lord, for those that are listening by CD, the internet, by radio, Lord, wherever they may be today. Lord, I thank you for bringing them this way. And Lord, this morning you have given me a message to give to these people, and I dare not embark upon this message without asking for the anointing of your Spirit to rest upon me. Lord, help me today to rightly divide this word of truth. 
Lord, anoint me today to present this in such a fashion that the least among us, whomever that may be, Lord, may be able to hear and receive of your word. Anoint your people today to hear this word and receive it. Lord, that we all might be drawn a little closer to you. Lord, that the questions will be answered and the needs will be met today in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen and Amen. The coronavirus seems to be the conversation of most of the people that I've talked with over the past few weeks. Never before have we seen such a situation where most businesses are shut down, the doors of a lot of businesses are closed, and that seems to be what is on the hearts and minds of a lot of people right now. But let me remind you that this is not the first time that this has happened in our country. Back in 1918, the Spanish flu took the world by storm and millions of people died as a result of that. And a lot of businesses were closed then and they were closed for over two years. Now you think of that. Today, we have some stores that are open but they only allow so many people in at a time. Some of them are requiring you to to wear a face mask. Some have even gone so far now as to put in thermal imaging equipment that will test your temperature, check your temperature when you walk in the door, and if your temperature is more than what it needs to be, then you will not be allowed in the stores. That's where we're at today. There's another difference in the pandemic that hit back in 1918 and what we're facing today, and it's this. Today, we have those in leadership over us who desire and want to drag this thing out more than what it really needs to be because they have an agenda, ladies and gentlemen. They have an agenda to socialize America, which is demonic, it's anti-God, anti-Bible, and anti-Christ. If you want to know what socialism is, look at the countries of the world that have become socialist. Their people are literally starving to death. The shelves in the stores are empty today because of socialism. Socialism does not work, ladies and gentlemen. And you need to remember that in November when it comes time to vote. But at any rate, with everything shut down and so many doors that are closed, there are doors that God has opened up today, ladies and gentlemen, and I want to share those doors with you today. 
Jesus said, Revelation chapter 3 and verse 7, He said, I have the key of David, and I openeth, and no man shutteth, and shutteth, and no man openeth. There are four doors of which I want to address today. Number one, the open door of the Holy Spirit. Number two, the open door of salvation and sanctification. Number three, the open door of revelation. And number four, the open door of opportunity. Our response and our attitude toward these open doors, that is the thermal imaging, the thermometer, if you will, that God is using today to measure our spiritual temperature for the open door of the rapture. Now listen to what I'm saying. Let me say it again. Your attitude and your response to the doors that God has opened is what determines your spiritual temperature. And Jesus said, if you're lukewarm, I will spew you out of my mouth. I'm going to look at that a little bit later on. Which means you're not going to go when the door of the rapture is open in the not too distant future. And my friend, you don't want that. So let me share these doors with you. Number one, the open door of the Holy Spirit. Under the old economy of God, the Holy Spirit could only move upon His people to perform certain tasks and for a short amount of time. Now, the Holy Spirit is the most powerful force in all of the universe. Let me say that again. The Holy Spirit is the most powerful force in all of the universe. We see that in the book of Genesis. This world was without form and void and darkness upon the face of the deep. And then the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And when God got done with it through and by the moving of the Holy Spirit, He brought forth a beautiful world. And despite 6,000 years of sin and hell and pollution, this is still a beautiful world that we live in today. The power of the Holy Spirit but that power could only come upon those under the Old Testament. And he could only come for a short amount of time. He was very limited in what he could do. But today, you and I, under the New Testament, we have a better covenant. We have better promises because today, Jesus Christ has gone to Calvary and He's paid the sin debt and that has opened up the door for the Holy Spirit to come in a new way. Jesus told the disciples, you have the Spirit with you, but He shall be in you. 
glory to God, you have within your person. If you are saved today, you have the Holy Spirit, the most powerful force in all of the universe dwelling on the inside of you. Glory to God. Now, how does the Holy Spirit work? Romans 8 and verse 2. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. The law of sin and death, God told Adam and Eve in the garden, If you partake of that tree, thou shalt surely die. And we know the story. From then until now, sin has killed every single human being that has ever lived. And here we are worried about some coronavirus. You better be concerned about that sin virus, that sin nature that is dwelling on the inside of you. But I got good news for you. The law of the Spirit of life, the law of the Holy Spirit, the way the Holy Spirit works is in Christ Jesus. The law of the Spirit is more powerful than the law of sin and death. Glory to God. And the Holy Spirit only works within the confines of the finished work of Christ, which means the cross of Christ has to be preached, ladies and gentlemen. The people must be taught the finished work of Christ and how to apply it to the sin nature in our daily lives. But there is coming, and I believe it's already started, a moving of the Holy Spirit upon this world like we have never seen before. Back some years ago, we had a funeral here at the church. After the service, I was going around locking up everything, cutting out the lights and getting everything put away. And I was walking down the main aisle of the church here. And when I got about halfway, the wind blew the two front doors of the church right wide open. And I felt that wind blowing right down the center aisle of our church here at Friendship. And the Lord reminded me of the day of Pentecost when the Spirit of God came in upon the disciples like a mighty rushing wind. And God spoke to my heart and He said, I'm going to move in this church in these last days. And not only here at this church, but in all churches that are preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, who Jesus is and what he did at Calvary, if they will let me move in their service, I'm going to move. Glory to God. And the Lord brought that back to my memory this week. And I remember the wind. It came from outside the church and here we are today sitting in your cars outside the church for drive-in church 
Could it be that this move of God is going to start outside the church in parking lots all across this nation today and then later on move back in the church when the coronavirus is over with? I remember standing there in the middle of the aisle right inside the door here looking out those two front doors and I could see the clouds building off in the distance. The dark clouds with lightning flashing off in the distance. And the Lord told me that there was a storm that was coming. But do not fear the storm. He said, I'm going to pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Glory to God. He's going to pour it out on Baptist flesh. He's going to pour it out on Methodist flesh. He's going to pour it out on Pentecostal flesh. And He's going to pour it out on your flesh today if you'll let Him move and work within your heart and life. The open door of the Holy Spirit. David Wilkerson, the founder of Times Square Church in New York City, prophesied and said back in 1986 that there was a storm of plague that was going to move across this country. He said churches and bars and restaurants and businesses would be closed. But out of this would come a move of God that would sweep to nation. And I wonder if we're seeing the fulfillment of that now. The open door of salvation. Jesus said, Revelation 3 verse 7, These things saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David. The key of David speaks of the incarnation. God becoming a man. After the fall in the Garden of Eden, God pointed to a Redeemer who was to come. Genesis 3 and verse 15, the seed of the woman will bruise the head of the serpent. Two thousand years later, God called a man by the name of Abraham, called him out of Ur the Chaldees, told him to come out from among his people and his kindred and his father's house. He said, and I will make of you a great nation through whom all the families of the earth will be blessed. And it was to his grandson Jacob that the Lord revealed that the Redeemer would come through the tribe of Judah. And then later on it was to David of the tribe of Judah that the Lord narrowed it down to his family. And then Isaiah later prophesied that the Redeemer would come and be born of a virgin. Isaiah 7, 14. Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and you shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Jesus Christ was not born as a result of natural procreation. God chose Mary and spoke 
everything that was needed right into her womb. And man had absolutely nothing to do with it. And nine months later, she brought forth baby Jesus. His father was God, which means Jesus did not have a sin nature. And Jesus Christ lived a perfect life. He never sinned one time in word, thought, or deed. He kept the commandments of God. And his perfect life made him fit to be a perfect sacrifice. And he went to Calvary's cross. And he died on that cross, which was the punishment for the worst of crimes ever committed. Jesus Christ took the punishment for whatever sin it was that you've committed the worst of sins. You're sitting there today, sir, in that prison because of some heinous crime that you've committed and you feel like, how can God forgive me? Brother James, you just don't know what I've done. I don't care what you've done. Jesus Christ died on Calvary to save you from that sin and to forgive you of that crime. Or you say, well, Brother James, the family will not forgive me. I hurt that family and they won't forgive me. Well, it don't matter about that family. It don't matter what that other family or that other person thinks of you. It only matters what God thinks of you. And if you will apply the blood of Jesus Christ to the doorpost of your heart and repent of that thing, God has promised that he will forgive you and he will set you free and he'll never remember that thing against you anymore. Glory to God. Jesus said... I am he that openeth, and no man shutteth. John 10 and verse 9. Jesus said, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved. The door of salvation is open today. He has opened up that door, and no man can shut it. Glory to God. I said communism can't shut it. Demons can't shut it. Devils cannot shut it. The Democrats cannot shut it because that door is wide open today and Jesus Christ is the one that opened that door. He said, I am the key of David. And he's opened up that door, my friend. But here's the thing. You've got to walk through by faith in order to be saved. Have you walked through that open door of salvation today? It's open today. Open door of salvation and sanctification. Sanctification. That's a word that's not heard much in the church anymore. Now let me explain it to you. Sanctification. Faith in Christ and what he did for you at Calvary is what gets you saved. That's what gets you in. And faith in Christ and what he did at Calvary is what keeps you in. You have a sin nature on the inside of you. It is that propensity within to do what is wrong. But when you get saved... 
When you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, the power of the Holy Spirit comes into your heart and life, and He shuts down that sin nature as long as you keep your faith anchored in Christ and what He did for you at Calvary. The sin nature has been shut down. And we've got quite a few visitors here today, and I want to share this little story with you. I won't hold you long with it. You friendship folks, you've heard me say it many times, so you can just go ahead and clean your fingernails and whatever the case while I tell it. But back years ago, I did maintenance work in a plastics factory. And being a young man, I had to pay my dues. And paying my dues had to do with mopping the floors around all the equipment because they all leaked a little oil, but... One night, we had an oil line to bust on one of those machines, and it was running. And that pump was just blowing oil all over the floor, and I knew that if I didn't shut that pump down, I was going to have a bigger mess than what I had. So I run over there to pull the main on the machine, and I had one leg went one way, and the other went the other. (laughs) But I shut that machine down. Because I knew who had to clean all that mess up. And the Holy Spirit, the first thing He does when He comes in your life, He shuts that pump down, that sin pump. He shuts it down. Glory to God. But now, there's a mess to clean up. How many of you are a mess today? I don't hear no horns blowing. I guess all y'all perfect. We'll just stop right here and you can go home. <laughs> but all of us need a little cleaning up. Some of us a little more than others. Because sin will carry you further than you want to go and cost you more than you want to pay. And sin makes a mess in your life. But they ain't a mess in your life that the Holy Ghost can't clean up. Glory to God. And He wants to clean you up, and He does it through and by the sanctification process. Well, how does that work, Brother James? Very simple. The same Jesus Christ that got you in, faith in what He did, that is how the Holy Spirit will continue to work in your life and clean you up. Well, Brother James, I just don't know what needs to be cleaned up in my life. Really? See, there's some of you, he wants to clean up that music you're listening to in your life. He wants to clean up that foul mouth you got. Well, Brother James, I ain't said nothing ugly. Yeah, you mash your finger and let's see what happens. Oh, come on now. God wants to clean you up. But see... Before he clean you up, you got to realize you got a problem. See, that's the problem with most of us. We don't realize we got a problem. We don't realize we got a problem with jealousy until something happens. We don't feel we we don't feel like we got a problem with greed until something happens. The Lord has to open it up to you and show you things. And you know how he does it many times? He does it through tribulations and trials. And right now, we're all going through some tribulation and some trials. Amen? God wants to show you some things. 
He wants to show you that ugliness in you. Something that needs to be cleaned up. And he'll do it through trial and tribulation. But only the Holy Spirit can clean you up and get you where you need to be. All right, let me move on. You didn't have to blow the horn that loud. <laughs> we'll be done here in a minute. No, y'all just praising the Lord. I know y'all are. Praise God. There ain't nothing wrong with praising God. The open door of revelation. This Christian experience has never promised to be a life without any problems or difficulties. Jesus said, John 16, 33, These things have I spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. The book of Revelation came about as a result of tribulation. The book of Revelation came about as a result of tribulation. John is now exiled on the Isle of Patmos. This little rocky, small, treeless island about six miles wide and ten miles across. Not very big at all. The Romans took this island and they made a prison camp out of it. And John was there for the testimony of Jesus Christ and for preaching the Word of God. He's somewhere around 90 years of age now. He's the last of the Lord's disciples. All the other ones have gone on now. And John is the last one. And here he is now on this island. Busting up big rocks into little rocks and having to tote them from here to there. That can be taxing on a young man like myself, but you can imagine someone 90 years of age having to do that kind of hard labor. John is going through a time of tribulation in his life. He was on this island where there was no Chick-fil-A. There was no Dollar General. There was no Walmart. They won't know where to go where you can get toilet paper and sanitizer and whatever it is that you need. This man was going through a time. Poor John, he didn't have a church to go to. But despite all of that, John said, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He said, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. What does that mean? That means that he went to church where there was no church. He made a church right there on that island where he was at. And he was praising and worshiping God. And he was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. And it was in the middle of this time of tribulation that John was going through. There for some 18 months. It was during this time that God gave to John the greatest revelation the world has ever known, the revelation of Jesus Christ. And John wrote it down, and it not only blessed him, but it has blessed countless millions from then right on up until today and right on into eternity future. Glory to God.
What are you trying to say, Brother James? I'm just trying to tell you that in the midst of this coronavirus storm, this time of tribulation that we're all in today, there is a revelation that God wants to give to you. With all the doors around us shut today, I wonder how many Bibles are open. You got to spend that time alone with Jesus Christ and open up His Word because He's got something He wants to show you. And I wonder with all that spare time we got, how much is really being spent with the Lord versus other things. All right. Let's deal with the open door of opportunity. Jesus said, Revelation 3, verse 8, Behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it, for thou hast a little strength, and hast kept my word, and have not denied my name. This is what Jesus said to the church at Philadelphia. Jesus addressed seven churches in the book of Revelation. He called them out by name, and he addressed problems that were in each of these churches and as we look back in church history we can see a striking resemblance and the church at philadelphia represents the missionary church god opened up the door for missionary work around the 1800s and that door remains open today most of the first missionaries came out of England. And they sent missionaries out all over the world at that time, including the U.S. And God made England the greatest nation on the face of the earth at that time. But by the 20th century, the missionary efforts of England began to diminish. And it led to her downfall. Today... The United States has took up where England left off. And God has blessed our nation tremendously so. And let me tell you something, folks. As long as the greatest export from the shores of this country is the gospel of Jesus Christ, then God will continue to bless our nation. God forbid that our greatest export become alcohol or pornography or any such like thing i pray that god will move upon the leaders of our country today and will pass laws so that the gospel can continue to go forth not only in this country but around the world god has opened up the door of opportunity today and he's opened it up in the midst of this coronavirus situation are you looking for an open door of opportunity to spread the gospel, to share your faith? We need to ask God to open up some doors for us to share the gospel. Our response to the doors that God has opened up in these last days, that is the thermometer that God is using to measure our spiritual temperature, the open door of the Holy Spirit, the open door of salvation, the open door of revelation, 
the open door of opportunity. How many today are not measuring up because they're lukewarm to these open doors? The Lord addressed this issue with the church at Laodicea. Laodicea was the very last church that Jesus spoke about in the book of Revelation, Revelation chapter 3. And to this church, Jesus said, Revelation chapter 3 and verse 15, He said, I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would that you were cold or hot. So then because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. If you're lukewarm today, you're going to miss the open door of the rapture of the church. And that's not my opinion. That's not my word. That's the words of Jesus Christ, and I just read them to you today. He said, I will spew you out. You make me sick, is what he's saying. The open door of the rapture is found in Revelation chapter 4 and verse 1. And the Bible says, after this I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was as it were of a trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up hither, and I will show you the things which must be hereafter. Glory to God. The rapture is about to take place. The trump of God is about to sound. It can happen at any moment. In the twinkling of an eye. Are you ready today? Or are you lukewarm? the program today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. 
He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. We have Sunday school every Sunday morning at 945 and worship service at 11, as well as prayer meeting and Bible study every Wednesday night at 730. Go to com and click on the events tab for gospel singings and other special services. That's right, Jules. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.